rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's going on, guys? This is Tara Devlin, and welcome to our Friday night Tara Buster, I guess. I, that won't be so bad, right? There's no more, well, until the until my schedule can change um there's we won't be able to do a saturday night live show so tonight is the uh, official tower buster that you will hear on progressive voices on sunday all righty so if you're listening on the podcast it really doesn't affect you at all i'm just my microphone is all over the place i don't know why it's not it's not secured here we go that's better and um yeah so if you're on if you if you are just a listener of the podcast rather than someone who comes and hangs out with us in the chat room it won't affect you but if you're a chatter and a Tara Buster OG crew it does uh, you know we do have to adjust a little but thank you all for everything thank you for your support and we'll do what we can until we can't anymore I guess that's how we have to look at it. Yeah, Friday works. Thank you, Winston. Winston Smith says, Friday works great for me, Tara. Great. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Hi there, Jim. Thank you so much. Nice to see you, Jim, in the chat room. And, of course, Jim, thank you <laughs> for your super chat. Thank you so much. I don't, I mean, there's no words to, to describe how much I appreciate your just hanging out all the time and and your support financial support it means it, it there are practical things that we have to do to keep the show going so that helps all right and the reason we're not doing a daily show at a set time is you know one day we will one day we will so it's it's okay because people like to watch things when they on their time so uh, it's all right. As long as they know the show is here, we'll, they'll be able to find us. All right. And thank you, Richard, for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Let's hope. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking like, you know what? I went to the doctor. You guys know I wasn't feeling well. I was feeling very, something was wrong with me physically. <laughs> and it was affecting me mentally too. I was getting depressed. And um, it ends up, I think I told you, I went to the doctor and they got a checkup. I haven't had a checkup in, well, since I was, since I had the flu a couple of years ago, before the pandemic. And I have, I told you, I have fibromyalgia. <laughs> a lot of people have it. This is what they said. And it, it makes sense. It says, um, it's, you know, what, what do you do for it? Uh, reduce stress. Uh, erratic sleep all the all of these symptoms that i was let me see let, let me hold on fiber myalgia all of the symptoms i had so that's all right i feel the reason i'm sharing is because i feel i do feel better they put me on uh, nothing just an anti-inflammatory and i feel better so let's hope maybe it's psychosomatic i don't know I'm getting old. What are you going to do? I hope I live to see the day when democracy, where we actualize the promises in our founding documents. 
right? When we can live up to that. And I can see it. I envision it. You know what it looks like? <laughs> it looks a lot like um, Denmark, Sweden, you know, the Scandinavian countries, New Zealand, where they're, they have COVID under control in New Zealand because they are unified. They stick together. And I was thinking about, well, we don't have universal health care in this country. This is one of the major sicknesses about this this effed up divided country it is another the fact that we don't have health care that we don't care about our fellow americans enough to even understand that you know it's that's part of the pursuit of happiness i mean it's just part of how we declare our our um our connection as fellow Americans. But forever, for my entire life and before, they, the cries of your health, your problem, ring out. And where is it coming from? And today, uh, where it's coming from, we know. It's coming from the, the right. Doesn't it always? The, I mean, the fact is, Republicans are the domestic terrorists, the, the domestic enemies the founders warned us about and that I and so many others took an oath to defend this country against. And they, I mean, there's a reason. All enemies, foreign and domestic, there's a reason that's in, <laughs> in the oath. Because human nature and as... We know a republic, if you can keep it, it's very hard to keep a republic. And we, we're not even 250 years old yet. The, think about that in context of human history, of recorded history. It's, it's, a, it's a blink of an eye. It's nothing. And we're, we're infants. And we are already, we already had a civil war we are in another civil war and make no mistake we are in a civil war it's happening i'm glad let's get it over with really because at the end of this is the transformation that we need to get to have a more perfect union and have the country we deserve uh, uh, it's really about human dignity and the reason you know we were talking about george washington a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, the the fact is, if with all his failings, of course, you know, being a slave owner and all that, if not for George Washington keeping people on track about what kind of government they were fighting for, we would really not, we wouldn't have this government, right? We wouldn't have a republic. We would have some other form of auto autocracy, because that's what many people in the when they were putting to, together this country, the government of the country, they that's all that people knew were being ruled by you know the rich, the elites, and they would say that, um, that God, it was God putting them. Uh, in your, you know, they're your betters. They're putting, God put them above you. 
and rebelling against that or not appreciating that the hierarchy is um is an offense to god so you had the church and the state in cahoots to keep people you know basically in the fields shutting their effing pleb mouths you know and just die when you when you're done in the field do us a favor and roll over in the ditch and die when you're done right because we don't want to have to have any um you know you know, useless eaters around takers i mean and the whole um thing about heaven i mean no offense to people who believe in heaven i i have no idea frankly what the hell is going to happen i hope there's a heaven i'd like to live in a mansion with um janis joplin you know what i mean and um, who else? Janice Jones. A lot of interesting people. I'd like to hang out with Julius Caesar. I'd like to hang out. Oh, my God. It would be awesome. To have, give me a mansion, please. But I wish. And, and to think about that, how, uh, how tiny and puny that is for human beings. Because you know, the people who came up with that whole plot, it's, to me, I mean, in my opinion, it's... Um, it's another mechanism of control don't you know don't object this is the natural order of things and everyone's equal when we're dead everyone's equal in heaven right but the the fact is you know right now we're in we're in the midst of a coup oh and i see look guys thank you for your super chats thank you mark do we want democracy Oh, wait, excuse me. Mark writes, what do we want? Democracy. When do we want it? Now. Exactly. And thank you, River, for your super chat. Wait, hold on. Maybe this, uh, my mouth is dry. Maybe this medication. I don't know, they gave me, because I don't, you know, I'm in recovery, so. And I told the doctor that, you know, that I made that mistake. Years ago, I um, I told you guys I was in a car accident and I didn't tell the doctor that you know I was a drug addict. So they prescribed drug. I mean, this was many years ago. It was like over thirteen years ago now, right? But anyway, so why am I getting so personal? What the hell? My name is Tara Devlin. Whatever. Don't matter. We'll be right back. All right. We have a very great chat room right now. Hopping and popping with a lot of cool people. That's awesome. I, th I like it. It makes me feel like, hey, we are making a difference. I, I really appreciate everybody hanging out. Be very lonely in here. Crying into the wind about fascism. All right, so make no mistake, we're in a second civil war, and um, it's confirmed. Don't let's not go into denial. It's a little um, encouraging that the corporate media, at least the well MSNBC and CNN, <clears throat> the mainstream outlets, not the fascist propaganda outlets, are are um, calling the insurrection what it is. They're saying the F word, fascism. They're, they're talking about the end of democracy. They're talking about, 
they're making the correlation between um, autocracy, you know, democracies that have fallen to autocracy, and they're talking about how the most important thing we have to do right now to save this, <laughs> to salvage something, and to have a chance, because if they, if the Republicans win any power, if they win one house, or the, if they win, you know, the Senate or the House, if they win any in any way, if they have any power, it's over. That's why the most important thing we have to do right now is pass some kind of voting. Federal voting protection. And what the hell? You know, the fact that it hasn't happened yet is because of this broken-ass country. That's, you know why we're broken? Because we have been forced through this less than 250-year history, we've been forced to compromise with snakes, conservatives, it's all these compromises to to barbarity and greed and selfishness and just plain old inhumanity. That's what we've had to endure, and not I mean our ancestors had to suffer under conservative rule, and here we are again. They're not in the majority. They're not a majority. The mo I mean, in any sense of the word. They, that's why part I mean really partly it's they're just incapable of functioning in democracy because of their inherent racism and um, fear you know all that but <clears throat> oh shit hold on why, why do I do that something I'm like in the middle of something and then shit just starts bugging out on the computer but um, alright what was I saying Thank you for understanding my... Maybe uh, that's probably part of fibromyalgia, too. <laughs> Just getting all... Uh, stumbling on words, maybe? Feeling a little foggy? Yeah, so if they get any power, we're done. And yesterday, the anniversary of the insurrection solidified that for me and let's not go into denial again because republicans are crafty fascist liars they don't give a shit they will give lip service to democracy when it's convenient and when it it serves them and it's but the thing is it's always been lip service and i've said it for years they have to pretend that they like democracy and that you know it was great that Cheney, Liz Cheney and, uh, you know, Dick Cheney, whatever. I mean, I can't believe I'm praising them. But it was good that they showed up and at least, you know, for all of her, whatever, misguidedness, um, <clears throat> fundamentally, I suppose, she understands what we're trying to do here, that this is a democracy. And like Joe Biden said, you can't love your country uh, only when, it, when you win. And the fact is, they didn't win. Let's not forget that. <clears throat> they never, they didn't win. They didn't win the first time. They didn't win the second time. But I can see why they would be confused because it's really kind of a tradition in this country 
for conservatives to be in the majority, I mean, the minority, and receive fewer votes and get power and win. It, because of why? Another compromise to the conservative bar, uh, barbarians, really. <clears throat> it's always been that way. We compromise with these pricks and everyone suffers. And future generations, we just leave this mess for the people who, who come you know, after us. And it's okay. That's the way the Republicans roll now because it's, all, it's nothing but greed. But that's what, have, that's what brings down a republic. You gotta, I mean, the fact is, it's so, we have so much work to do. When I think about it, we, I know how to fix this country. You know how to fix it. We, we all do. When we talk about it on the show, you fix it through, re, you know, dedicating your, your um, just dedicating the, you know, mission of the government to promote democracy. And it's not just by giving it lip service and saying, I love democracy. You promote it by funding public education to the point where it's not a joke. You fund it through not property taxes because that's a racist throwback. Another way that the rich and the corrupt people in power keep kept people down, kept people in their place. I mean, what kind of shit is that? <clears throat> I don't know why I'm losing my voice. Hold on. <clears throat> Think about how stupid it is to fund education through property taxes. That just basically says that whoever came up with that idea is, well, they're all perfectly fine with having uh, slums and having an underclass of uneducated people who are struggling and suffering. They don't give a shit, but that's... Uh, that's your um, scapegoat. I mean, that, that, the, the poor serve a utilitarian purpose for the, for the elite. They can point to them. They can say to the middle class, uh, whatever's left of it, or the people who think they're in the middle class, because that's really the tragedy of this country, is that the middle class is now below 50% of the population, and, and the American people don't even know it. They don't know it. They ask the American people, what do you think the income gap is? And it's so off. It's, it, they think the income gap is like it is in New Zealand or other countries that actually dedicate themselves to democracy. And that's what has to happen. You know, you fund education through pro property taxes. You're, it's, it's racism. That's racism. Enough, right? These are all divisive tactics that are deliberate. They know what they're doing. They don't want equality. It's not, you know, they, I was going to say equality. But the thing is, and then I heard in my mind a Republican saying, oh, you know, uh, no, we're not all equal. We're, that's not, I mean, the fact is we are, we are all valued. Everyone has value. We all have strengths and weaknesses, but we all have value. Hold on, we'll be right back.
And the irony is <clears throat> that the the ones who who cry and um, proclaim themselves religious or they they wear their their religion on their sleeve, these are the people that are standing in the way of helping the poor or not. I mean, we could if we wanted to. We don't have to have poor people. There's no excuse for that. That's a choice as well. Uh, and for, I just, I didn't even know this. Uh, I heard, I saw on corporate media, they were talking about, oh no, maybe it was on, I was listening to Tom Hartman and Ro Khanna was, um, was on the show. And he, I didn't even know this, that the military budget that they just passed is actually, uh, they approved more than the president even had in his budget. So the president shapes the budget, you know, their, whatever the priorities might be. And the Congress, you know, they took that number and they're like, no, no, let you have, we need to give you more. I mean, where the hell does that happen? Only in, you know, it's only in this rapacious, disgusting, greed-centered military industrial complex and you know it's all grift and graft if they wanted to why don't they say hey um we could have universal health care we could have it yesterday we could have we could cancel student debt cancel it you know we could do these things no but they had to give more money to the pentagon wait hold on what are you doing come on come on You see that hat? You see, Ray is sitting there, and Tara Jr. wanted to. And Tara Jr. wanted to go into here, and Ray was in the way. And I think he was just sitting there yelling at Ray. But what are you going to do? Yes. All right. What was I saying? So we have to dedicate ourselves to. Democracy it doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't just happen. People have to be taught. Kids have to be taught. And this is why the Republicans stand in the way. They vilify teachers' unions. They vilify teachers. They, that's why teachers aren't paid living wages. All of these things are offensive to democracy. We should be offended. We should be alarmed. And... You know, kind of a shame that we let it get to this point yet again. But that's human nature. It really is. Just that people don't, it's, I don't know, people are just going through life and you don't, everybody just wants to get through the day and they don't, they don't want to fight fascism. I came across this quote. <clears throat> I like, as you know, I like history and I was, I really like one of my favorite topics or periods to, to look at is the late Roman Republic and the early empire, because to me, it has a lot of um, lessons that we can learn today. Here's Cicero. It must have been a, an incredible time to live during that the time of uh, the last days of the Roman Republic, just like it's, it's incredible living in the last days of the American Republic. But 
if, I mean, I do have hope that perhaps we can turn this um, into, some, make some lemonade out of this lemon. But Cicero was writing about how, uh, about the people that were populating the Senate at the time who were bringing down the Republic and uh, oh, yeah, um, obsequious to Caesar and uh, all the, you know, just self-seeking, uh, self-centered, and political selfish aims for themselves. Okay, with so Cicero writes, Cicero's own correspondence um, betrays his nature through, through the political nature of the Roman Senate. And he writes, let me see, perhaps Gaius Crispus, a contemporary of C Cicero, stated it most succinctly. I can't talk. There's something wrong with my, my mouth tonight. Fortune turned against us, meaning the Senate, and brought confusion to all we did. Greed destroyed honor, honesty, and every other virtue, and changed a government which had once surpassed all other injustice and excellence now became cruel and unbearable. He writes, there was never a seedy lot around a table in a gambling hall. Can you believe that? Doesn't it, it sound, it's, this is written 2,000 years ago. People don't change. Senators under a cloud at quite at elbows. That's, these are um, people who are, um, at quites are, you know, a rank. He's talking about tribunes who were not so much made of money as collectors of it. Saying, greed center according to their official title. However, there were a few honest men in the panel who had been unable to drive off by rejection, and they took their seats among their uncongenial comrades with gloomy looks and sighs of emotion. So, I guess they just took their seats beside these uh, rascals and said nothing and went, went on pretending that everything was business as usual. Now, I see the, the, the thing that's going to kill us and put the last nail in the coffin of the Republic is if we fail to respond to this civil war and this coup, this ongoing coup, if we fail to respond to it with force, unapologetic force. Now, I got to ask right out of the gate. Now, we saw yesterday the Republicans, they fanned out. Of course, they didn't show their disgusting faces in the Capitol to join the, the whatever, all of the um, commemorating, uh, the prayers, the sharing of the horrible experiences. And they, I think the Senate they, and the and the House had some did something for the Capitol Police. I mean, it was just a nice gesture. They, I think they fed it, fed them or something, served them food. So, but the but the Republicans were too busy fanning out on all their fascist propaganda outlets to ensure that there are two narratives, and this is where where um, we should all be incredibly alarmed. And no, it's okay, alarmed, but let's not, let, let's not um, fail 
to respond. You know what I mean? Because it's over if we don't. This is the moment. So they went out on Steve Bannon's podcast, like for, uh, for example, what's her name? Marjorie Taylor, Two Toes, and um, Matt, the sexual predator, gets went on Steve Bannon's show to change the narrative, of, of course, and not apologize in any way, shape, or form. They said, literally, they said, they are proud of what they did on January 6th. It's really disgusting. Now, but I have to ask, what the hell is Steve Bannon doing hosting a podcast on January 6th to spread his lies, to spread the big lie even further? What the hell is he doing? Shouldn't he be in jail? This is a guy in active and open contempt of the Congress of the United States. Now, you try that. Right. Let's get send me a subpoena and um, I'll treat it like an invitation to a party. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be free that night. Let me check my schedule. What the hell is he doing out free? Where is Merrick the meek? This is not a time for meek. Merrick. Mr. It's just so, it's so Obama to, when you think about Obama appointing Merrick Garland, I mean, who is Merrick Garland? He was so impressive somehow to them. He was impressive because the Republicans said that that they could digest him. Oh, if if, that's what Lindsey Graham said. If, If Obama nominated someone we can all agree on, like Merrick Garland, and well, that's what Obama did. This is another example of them, you know, of compromising with a bunch of freaking fascists. So when I, even when I was watching Dick Cheney show up and, and, uh, you know, the, the Cheneys, you gotta remember, we didn't get here overnight. Trump didn't do this all by himself. This was years in the making. And I was thinking about Cheney, the war criminal, when, when he was asked, the majority of the American people don't uh, agree with this war. What did he say? So? So? Fuck you. Right? It's unbelievable the disdain the right-wingers have for, for democracy. It's really true. All right, we're back. But, it, okay, you know, what I'm saying is uh, the Republicans are, uh, they know it's a civil war. We better, we better know it, too. So I'm sure you saw, for example, Ted Cruz. What a pathetic, spineless, I don't even, uh, embarrassment to humanity. Where do these people, I don't know how, I don't know how they get by and look themselves in the mirror devoid of any dignity. These people are disgusting. They have no honor. They have no dignity. They have, all they are, all they have is greed. 
Okay. Here's um, Ted Cruz apologizing to Tucker Carlson for calling the Capitol insurrectionists terrorists, calling them what they are. And that's the worst thing you can do if you're a Republican. And that means, I'm talking about tell the truth. It really is. That's the cardinal sin. So let me show, here we go. Called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose, and I'm wondering why you did. (laughs) Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it it was sloppy and and it was frankly dumb. I don't buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, I don't buy that. Look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you use that accidentally. I just don't. It's, so, Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. Let me tell you what, what I meant to say. What I was referring to are, are the limited number of people who engaged in violent attacks against police officers. Now, I think you and I both agree Look that if Tucker's you assault face, a police officer, of you should go to jail. That's who I was talking about. And the reason the phrasing was sloppy is I have talked dozens, if not hundreds of times. I've drawn a distinction. I wasn't saying that the thousands of peaceful protesters supporting Donald Trump are somehow terrorists. I wasn't saying the millions of of, of patriots across the country supporting President Trump are terrorists. And that's what a lot of people have misunderstood that. Wait a second, but even you, hold on. What you just said doesn't make sense. So if somebody assaults a cop, he should be charged and go to jail. I couldn't agree more. We have said that for years. But that person's still not a terrorist. How many people have been charged with terrorism? on January 6th. Like, why'd you use that word? You're playing into the other side's characterization that, as Joe Kent just explained, allows them to define an entire population as foreign combatants. And you know that. So why'd you do it? So, so Tucker, let me answer you directly. The the reason I use that word for a decade... Wait, hold on. Foreign combatants. Now, let's remember that right now, the all of America's anti uh, well, all of the anti-democratic dictators who hate America and love the Republican Party, that they're helping the Republican Party amplify this message that January 6th was um, a, um, a bunch of patriots and that the real insurrection happened on Election Day. How dare these bastards, these effing domestic terrorists? That's what they are. All of them, every single Republican, save a few, are are the uh, enemies of the people. I hate to say it, but it is the damn truth. Tell me where I'm wrong. They are deliberately fomenting this big lie. They're spreading it. It has metastasized, and there will be more violence. There is no doubt. We better be prepared to crush these fascist pricks, and we cannot afford to allow them to, to steal any power. Now, look what's happening in the Supreme Court with these assholes. This illegitimate Supreme Court. I just saw again, right on, where is it? On Huffington Post. On the, co- or, let's see. SCOTUS has knives out for the Biden vax mandate. All these pricks, these illegitimate bastards with no honor, 
who participated in Moscow Mitch McConnell's anti-democratic coup. This, this is part of the coup, and it should be called out for what it is. There, the Republican packing of the courts is part of the coup, and it has to be rectified. It's not just enough to pass voting um, protections. We have to clear the clear these bastards out of our government. It's like having a, a virus in the body politic. We got to get these bastards. They need to go where they are comfortable and where they belong, and that's history's trash pile. But um, there's nothing more uh, gross than watching Ted Cruz go- grovel to Joseph Goebbels. And trust me, guys, you know, I hope I live to see it in the future when we start recalling and going, you know, historians will look back and there'll be uh, many, many papers and uh, philosophers will be scratching their heads for years over over the fact that a bunch of uh, assholes um, made a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-anything con man with a fake university and vitamin scam, their dim leader, their dumb fuhrer. These, they're going to play this clip in the future. And, gonna, and this is going to... I mean, it's just really an, uh, another example, but it's... It, they have to know how how they're going to be viewed by history and i don't even understand how they could how they have no spines you know how ted cruz says just look at how how um dejected he is in this interview with tucker carlson and tucker's scolding him that's a lie it's not a lie they're terrorists. And the worst thing, like I said, is the worst thing a Republican can do is tell the truth. I've referred to people who violently assault police officers as terrorists. I've done so over and over and over again. If you look at all the assaults we've seen across the country, I've called that terrorism over and over again. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday. Wow. And the reason is what you just said. <laughs> which is we've now had a year of Democrats and the media twisting words and trying to say that all of us are terrorists, trying to say you're a terrorist, I'm a terrorist. Oh. And so, look, I don't well, answer you, you directly. Think? The, the- if you're fomenting a lie, you know it's a fucking lie. And I'm sorry. You know it's a lie. And Joe Biden, thank God, he, he gave that speech. I want to see that speech again. He, he, it has to continue. I don't want to see um, Nancy Pelosi pleading for the Republicans to take back their party. Give me a break. Take it back from what? Because this is who they've always been. Because, you know, um, say what you will about the Democrats, and we do, right? But come on. You know that a Trump could never become the standard bearer of the Democratic Party. Because the Democrats are actually trying to govern uh, the majority of them. They're actually trying. Maybe not Nancy. I don't know what Nancy's doing. She's fundraising, right? She's doing something that we should actually get the hell, get rid of. And she's, I mean, it's really, come on. But 
her day her day is coming to an end I, she's she's old what are you gonna do a new day is coming and <clears throat> thankfully the youth are um they're not they're not stupid you know um this is a a generation that grew up in turmoil with live shooter drills, uh, the Great Recession, uh, all, all kinds of, well, terrorist attacks, 9-11, and um, now January 6th, pandemic, cra- I mean, all kinds of, well, the student debt, student loan debt. I mean, that, that in itself, Joe Biden could do that yesterday, eliminate student debt, which would be um, the shot in the arm that people need. Because when young people, what what kind of country sends youth to uh, uh, get educated and come out as indentured servants to banks? Because that's all that they're doing. Are we educating the youth or are we turning them into indentured servants? And that's disgusting. That's why other countries that are doing it more successfully, they figured that out a long time ago, that you make an investment. You're, it's not you're um, you know, sending whatever. These Republicans are so disgusting. Every time I talk, I hear them. I hear their, their retort in my head. But they're like, oh, you're going to send people to school so they can go study gender or women's studies. And well, yeah, yeah, because that's the home. That's the mark of civilization. That's the mark that we're doing it correctly. You know what I mean? They don't understand that, that, oh, you're going to go get a gender studies degree. Oh, you you, what are you going to do with your philosophy degree or your, if, um, what kind of world do you want to live in? Just uh, a world where everybody goes to business school to figure out some kind of algorithm that will high frequency trade and siphon more money out of people's pockets. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, and then, and then what do we do? We go home and what? We go to Trump rallies, that's it, right? But these Republicans, they, have, they always denigrate and disparage the things that make life worth living. Well, I mean, what's the friggin' meaning of life? That's why, another reason why, in my opinion, these Republicans, they push or try to eliminate the wall of separation between church and state because they want their idiots not to think about their lot in life in this in this life and maybe think about how um it doesn't have to be this way that they don't have to work three uniquely american low-paying jobs with no retirement security no health care no future no nothing that that's really not something that a functioning democracy would want to cultivate you don't want to cultivate a bunch of uh, an underclass and that's what the republicans have done they've they've turned and the corporate democrats uh, I, what the thing that we talk about here too the fact is 
we've been uh, just yesterday we saw and in full effect the two stories about uh, about January 6th thankfully this is a, this is the good news our story the the truth is um is prevailing most people they don't believe the filthy fascists but you know of course we do have the millions of morons in their base and I, I saw Rachel Maddow last night, and she showed a clip of some some Republican whatever in some state. They they had a meeting on January 6th, a, some kind of convention, and one of the topics right on their PowerPoint was how the 2020 election was stolen. On January 6th, they're still spreading the lie. Of course they are. So what do we do? You know, Trump, what did he say? Wait, Trump's, Trump's uh, effing response, his statement? Disgusting. I'll play this one. The reason I use that word for a decade, I have referred to people who violently assault police officers as terrorists. I've done so over and over and over again. If you look at all the assaults we've seen across the country, I've called that terrorism over and over again. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday. And the reason is what you just said, which is we've now had a year I mean, of Democrats groveling. and the media twisting the words word. and trying to say twisting. that all of us are terrorists, trying to say you're a terrorist, I'm a terrorist. And so, look. Oh, just some of us are terrorists, right? Um, yeah, you're a terrorist, asshole. Ted Cruz is a terrorist because oh he's also a traitor he needs this should really kick his ass out of congress why are these traitors still in congress i have no idea the people who objected to the uh peaceful transfer of power they know the this is the thing guys they know the election is not stolen and they are insulting as they always do republicans do this they insult the entire population, the majority of people, because where in the, the normal people are the majority, the people who don't didn't vote for them and don't want what they're selling. They know that they have a minority ideology that people don't want. People don't like it. You know, they 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 don't want what the what the filthy fascists are peddling. Most people, I mean, what's shocking to me and sad is that there are any, there are any people that buy them, buy their bullshit. And they're, they're, they're just gross, too. The other thing, that how do they look beyond just the, the surface aesthetic um, inhumanity of them, of their heroes, like a Steve Bannon, a Stephen Miller, like all these horrible people, horrible, horrible, ugly on the inside, disgusting lick spill. No, I mean, spineless is really not, a, it's not enough. It's not strong enough. I've never, I, I can't imagine how you can have no integrity, none, zero how you can be so goddamn filthy greedy when you are already rich you son of a bitch what more do you want how much more do you need you sick 
You sick sociopaths. How much more do you want for, the, for your cabal of goddamn autocrats who don't like democracy? And, and it's pesky. It's getting in the way of the greed. Just like it got in the way in, in the Roman Republic, right? They greed. When you're out for yourself... Every, every, you know, just whatever. Who needs democracy? They like their cushy jobs, their cushy life. They like, Ted Cruz is, he loves it. He loves the attention. They don't want to let go of that power. They're sick. They don't have the inner, the moral center that it, that's required to function in a, in a democracy, to do service. To democracy. These are not people of service. They are serving themselves. They're not altruistic. We know that. The Republicans never get into, uh, what do they, get into government for altruism? Please. Never. That's why they, they have no integrity. They'll do whatever it takes. It's like, a, it's like a drug addict, really. Yeah, and I know, I'm speaking from experience, right? You got that obsession, that compulsion, you're sick. And it doesn't matter. Everything falls by the wayside. That's, that's them. They, they'll rob you. and They'll rob your wallet and help you look for it. That's what they do. Right? That's what they do. Right on Tucker Carlson's show. They pick your pocket and then they say, oh, wow, let me help you look for your stolen wa wallet. That's who they are. And then they go on and um, I guess they'll blame uh, Black Lives Matter. It's amazing. This is all because... <clears throat> excuse me. My God. Hold on. <clears throat> I got to get one of those buttons. Um... This is all because um, they don't like they don't like democracy. They're weak because it takes maturity. It takes an uh, an it takes integrity. God damn it, it does to be like we're serving democracy. I mean, when you hear um, Representative Jamie Raskin, who is amazing, and I just got his book. And I was listening to it. I, I have an Audible subscription. I, I listen to a lot of books on tape while I'm working and doing, prepping the show and all. But it's heartbreaking what he went through. The day before he, um, the day before he, well, the day before January 6th, he buried his son who had committed suicide. And it's, it's just heart-wrenching and horrible. And I feel really horrible. I can't imagine. And I really, really admire him for all the work that he does. And he's just a, a he seems just simply a good person who understands, you know, that has integrity and understands democracy. It's not one of these asshole, filthy fascists who get up there like um, Glenn Beck and they give these fake history lessons where they, they fix the facts around the policy. It's amazing. But, all right. 
I don't like people who, who assault cops, and, and, and I well, stand up and defend cops. Oh, and, and it's the all about reason the cops. I use that word is that's the word I've always used for people that violently attack Look cops. Tucker's but in this context, I get why face. people were angry. Because we've had a year of the corrupt corporate media and Democrats yes, claiming anyone who, who objected to, to the election fraud. And by the way, remember what was happening okay. during wait, those wait, wait, protests. Wait, wait. Okay, you heard it. Objected to the election fraud. On January 6th, this piece of wasted human DNA known as the Cretan Ted Cruz, Cancun Cruz, and America's Joseph Goebbels just did it again. Spread the big lie. It's not going to stop until we stop it. That's the bottom line. These assholes, we've always had to deal with them. These right-wing terrorists. A lot of people are talking about the caning of uh, that senator, Senator Sumner. And the, the similarities to this time. Hold on, we'll be right back. This is Tara Devil. And so, as I was saying, hold on, I'm here. I just ask, hold on, you work in the set. I just, I guess I just don't Ooh, believe you. Look at how animated And I mean he that is. with respect because I have such respect for your acuity and your precision. And I've seen it on display. I've covered you as a reporter, I know how you speak. And you have sat there for a year and watched people use language to distort the events of that day. Intentionally, insurrection, coup, it, of course it terrorism. Was an insurrection. Saying it's an insurrection is a political term. It's a lie. I've repeatedly denounced it. And, and, and when it comes to, look, I was focusing on what I normally it's say. Incredible. That, what you aired was a little 15 second snippet. What I normally mm. say is violence is wrong, peaceful protest is right. If you engage oh in violence, God. you should be prosecuted. It's, if you're speaking, you have a right to speak. I right. say that all the time. Well, I meant, and I agree. It it's goddamn, they're pathological. It's unbelievable, really. So, what do we do? I don't know. Well, I know what to do. We have to... Well, here, look. For example, here's Ted Cruz calling them terrorists. Uh, we are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible law courage, incredible bravery. I mean, there's a guy that really wants to play both sides Depend depending on who he's talking to and that's another fascist trait they don't have any shame they will say whatever the hell they think you want to hear this is a sociopath ta um, tactic as well risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this capital <laughs> it's incredible It's absolutely incredible, but good that um, when people show you who they are, believe them. I hope we believe them. Do I, I believe them. I've, I've been taking them at their word for many years, saying this is, this is going to lead to that. When you deregulate the media, and really it comes down to the fact that Bill Clinton deregulated the media. 
in the Telecommunications Act. They, that's the Democrats trying to play nice with, uh, well, Wall Street at that time, right? Hippie punching and destroying the New Deal, undermining uh, the signature programs, FDR's programs, uh, the, the things that actually, the initiatives that built the middle class, what do you expect? And then you, you deregulate the media, you, and you kill, you basically kill democracy that way. When you allow the richest assholes to consolidate the message and that's what the telecommunications act was because they used to be protections for from from that kind of corruption the you couldn't own um a newspaper and a radio and the tv station in the same market you couldn't have a monopoly on the media we used to have oh over 50 companies in the media big big media companies now we have six and they own everything and they have um boards of directors that are that are you know spread out there's the same people on different boards they're all controlling the same thing and now um, Fox News wouldn't have been possible without the Telecommunications Act. As soon as they signed it, as soon as Bill Clinton signed it, that's what gave birth to that filthy, disgusting Rush Limbaugh. He was allowed, and they did it to. They did it on purpose. They knew what they were doing. That's why they put him on in all markets. You would, he would be on in on different stations in the same market at the same time. So you're looking for something. He's on one channel, and you, you're. I don't want to hear that. Let me search for something, and then he's on another channel in the same market. What do you expect if you seed the country with lies? Everything is cause and effect. Everything in the inherent in the cause is the effect, whether it manifests yesterday or I mean tomorrow or five years from now. Doesn't happen overnight. Just like when what's his name? Uh Roberts said that there's no need for the um preclearance part of the Voting Rights Act because racism is over in America. I mean, there there you go. That's another filthy, disgusting conservative doing, really just doing their worst for democracy. All they do is undermine democracy. When, when it comes down to it, there were attacks on, on schools, there were attacks on Social Security, there were attacks on just, there were attacks on the people, there were attacks on the policies that will enable a a middle class they are i mean they really should be proud of themselves and i'm sure they are because they they effectively turned the working class into the working poor while still convincing people who were slipping lower and lower on the ladder the, the convincing them that they're middle class, you know, and that if they don't 
um, work or whatever that they, you know, they're worth. I'm not saying people work. See, I, I'm I'm afraid if um, somebody will take a clip and cut it cut it out and take it out of context. But they, that's you know, what was I saying? So they they just undermine all of all of the pillars of democracy that make democracy function and th there has to be um an understanding and it needs to be called out as such that th this is not just a an assault on let's say t education or public education like when the republicans set, go off about government schools that's an attack on democracy that's it and for my entire life when the Republicans go on about government school, what do the friggin' Democrats do? They try to acquiesce. They say, I understand, I know. And they try to compromise with the devil. You can't make a deal with the devil because they, they, it's coming for you. Throat. What am I saying? I don't know. <laughs> That's it. You can't make a, you can't, what do you, uh, can't, blah, blah, blah. I can't even talk. I'm losing it. And thank you, River, for your super chat. And thank you, Anthony, for your super chat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Jabberwocky says, shit's really going to hit the fan when small-town bullies challenge the next election in, in every American backwater. Yep. It's an unholy obligation for them to mimic Trump's behavior. Yep. And it's coming. You better believe it. There will be... There will be people, um, pe people going to die. I hate to say it, but I don't know. You know that they're going to kill people, these fuckers. These are assholes that brought pipe bombs. These are terrorists who showed up to a so-called peaceful protest with cattle prods and bear spray. Fuckers. All right. I should have drank that during the break. All right. My name is Tara Devlin. What's up, guys? This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin if you want to, I don't know, help. Help this goddamn show. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a good show. It's, it's good. We like it. We have a lot of people that like it. Maybe you're one of them. And you should come and hang out in the chat room. I need a haircut. Again, the lady who cut my hair really didn't cut much off of it, but I like it long. It's getting really long, though. It's getting real long. Oh, my God. It never ends. Hold on. Here, I wanted to play this. This was from Rachel Maddow's show last night. Talking about the Civil War, making the correlation between this period and what happened in the 1860s. Back on Senator Sumner, the anti-slavery senator from Massachusetts by Preston Brooks, the South Carolinian um, congressman. Oh, it shock. happened in the Senate, and because of that, it touched, as one historian said, the hearts and minds of the American people in a way. Lots of other anti-slavery people had been attacked before, but somehow it hit home. And, and there was a sense in which, for a while, 
more people joined the Republican Party. Abraham Lincoln joined it after that. The moderates and conservatives realized they had to leave the party structure behind. The Whig Party collapsed. And I thought that was going to happen, that a line had been drawn after January 6th in the same way. Because sometimes these events just touch you, and there's a fundamental sense on the part of the people that something had to change. And we got Abraham Lincoln out of that. The sad, scary part of the 1850s is that Preston Brooks became a hero in the South, that uh, the governor presented him with a silver goblet. People are running around with canes, wanting to get other members of the of Same the anti-slavery movement. They'll get Seward next, they said. And it was part of that partisanship of the 1850s where you had alternative realities. Indeed, one historian said when you saw that event and you saw two alternative narratives, that's when you knew that something was happening to the country. And there is a sense, of course, that there was a partisan press in the 1850s. You know, when Lincoln would be in his debates with Stephen Douglas, and the Republican paper would be reporting on the very same d debate that the Democratic Party would be reporting on. When they report on the Lincoln part of it, they say he was so triumphant, he was carried out on the arms of his supporters. You read the Democratic paper and he fell on the floor. It was so embarrassing that he had to be dragged out by his supporters. So we have some of those parallels from the 1850s. And the only hope will be that you're right, it ended Replace badly. your notebooks I mean, and printed it with the Civil War. But out of that came what had to be done, which was to undo that original sin of slavery. And those people fought for that. We had a leader in Abraham Lincoln who carried us through that. And I think when we look at what happened, that's... It's in a different way oh. in this country. Just watch this. Watch what Doris Kearns Goodwin Sorry. said today. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. I think the chilling... But I hit the wrong button. It's okay. But you. But that's basically the clip. And she's she's talking about the caning of Senator Sumner and how... The, the he be the person who what's the guy's name I can't remember um, he became a hero the thing is they um, this is happening now but there it's even worse because it's completely based on lies when the assholes in the south um, um, lionized the asshole who almost murdered a senator it wasn't just i mean he beat this guy to within an inch of his life in the in the senate he almost killed him and he became a hero these republicans the cons it's con well they were republicans were we know in the 1860s and 50s the republican party when it was the republican party was founded as an an abolitionist part, and it was an, the antidote to the um, the entrenched Democratic Party of its day, which were was the racist party. Now the roles are reversed, but Republicans who, well, tr assholes, Trump fanzies, tea baggers, tea tart, you know, whatever, they they all they always say, well, it was the Democrats. The Democrats were all, were all the slavers and all that. Like, who? You got to go back to 1860, and now things have changed. You can call, you can call a fascist by any name. They're still a fascist. So they think that because the Republican Party of the 1800s was not oh, well, they they had Abraham Lincoln and Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. 
that that somehow translates or gives them a free pass today for all of their disgusting, anti-democratic, anti-American, racist, divisive intent and policies. They're greed-centered policies. And it's really, it really does suck that we have so much potential here. <clears throat> so, but the grift never ends. This is, this is part of the grift. That's the other thing that is baffling to me as well is that the, the Republicans, they're not, they're not um, pledging allegiance to Abraham Lincoln, you know? They're, they're not following somebody of worth. They're following, these are the people that wear their love, their supposed love of the socialist hippie that walked around giving out health care. They, they wear that on their sleeves, of course. They love Jesus. They want everybody to love Jesus and... Um, go to him and await their rewards in heaven and not pester their betters. These, but these people, it's really, um, I don't know how they, they stand without spines. It's amazing to me. It really is. That, it really speaks to how, how low they are, you know? You want to know somebody, look at their friends. Look at their friends. Kim Jong-un, um, Putin, of course, Trump. Trump. This is a fake university, a fake vitamin scam. Fake, fake, fake effing, fake billionaire. Fake, I mean, fake from head to toe and utter fraud. And that's why we're here, because this utter fraud who lacks any humanity and just, and because he's a narcissist, can't, couldn't handle public humiliation. He's not, to him, it's humiliation. Most people, you know, you're mature enough. You've, if you run for an election, yeah, you're, you'd be disappointed if you don't win, but you brush yourself off and you make your case again. Okay. I guess I didn't make my case well enough to the American people. Let me, I'll try again or I'll, I'll work another way, you know? I mean, but that's not what it's about. They are following this, this son of a wasted human DNA bitch. They're following him to, to, to the destruction of this country. Everything doesn't matter. Nothing, ha nothing matters. Everybody who gave their life for democracy, um, George Washington doesn't. These people that like want to masturbate on the statue of George Washington when they don't even know anything about the founding of this country. They love George Washington so much, you know, but they, they just, they don't know anything about, I don't know. They have nothing. They have no integrity. It's baffling to me. I, I don't know. It's, that's probably the thing that makes me want to get the hell out of here the most. It, but the fact is, that's human beings. You go to any other country, we don't have the corner market on morons, but our morons have a lot of power. 
Why? Because the Democrats are playing nice with them. Playing nice with with people who have who who don't have a grip on reality. That are sick. I mean, really they're sick. All of all of the people that the Republican Party look up to are sick. Sheldon Adelson. Look, remember, remember when, um, this is an example, case in point, how they're, they're just such lickspittles. When um, Chris Christie said something that Sheldon Adelson didn't like, he used the wrong word when he was referring to Israel and Palestine. He used a phrase, I don't remember what it was, but I, he used something that Sheldon Adelson didn't like. And in the middle of the night, <clears throat> Chris Christie got on a plane to Las Vegas to apologize. In the, in the middle of the night, it was in the paper the next day, he took the, whatever, his plane from New Jersey, and he had to go in person to grovel and apologize to Sheldon Adelson. Filthy bastard. But you, when he, he went and put all that effort into apologizing to Sheldon Adelson, but this is the guy that he, he rose in, um, to Fox News prominence, at least, by f- having his staff follow him around with a camera. So he could yell at retirees or or retired teachers union members and residents of New Jersey. Now you you can go on just simple average people who wanted to get their opinion across and, and talk to the governor. He would yell at them, call them names, call them stupid, call them, you know, Everything but uh, but their mother's uh, what their mother called them. He would, but that that's who they are. Kiss up, kick down, kiss up, kick down. That's why you want to put that person in there to represent you. People who yell, yell at old people, and and just unable to control them. So that's how they go and and rise to to fame. With these assholes, they love that. They love watching Republicans kick down on people, and I'm talking about their their dumbass constituents who vote for them because they're sick too. They're all they're morally and spiritually sick. It's a sickness, and and it has to. I think that we must um, embrace it as such. I'm talking about their greed. It's sick for um, one person to be a billionaire. That's sickness. That's nothing to aspire to. That's sickness. And it's also the death of, of not just democracy, but the goddamn human race. Is that the meaning of life? We were born to um, fillet Sheldon Adelson. We were born to be used as nothing but fuel, right? That, well, that's what Ayn Rand said, right? What are the masses? Wait, crushed underfoot. What did he say? That famous quote. And Rand. and just look at that. Look at her, right? Anne Rand. That who 
who do you look up to? You just, you want to know someone, look at their friends, right? But look also at who they admire. Anne Rand. Anne Rand. Let me see here. Uh, I was looking for that. That's why I need a goddamn producer. You guys know that. They're like, give me that Ayn Rand. Here's some Ayn Rand quotes. If one's actions are honest, one doesn't need to... What? Need the predated confidence of others? Uh-huh. She's so deep. Patience is always rewarded. This, why, what, what is this quote? The word we is a lime poured over men which sets and hardens to stone and crushes all beneath it. How dare you, you sick bitch. You see that? The word we is a lime poured over men which sets and hardens to stone and crushes all beneath it. And that which is white and that which is black are lost equally in the gray oh so she's an equal opportunity asshole she's trying to be like i'm not racist we're uh, we're all individuals rugged individuals and there's no we here there's no we this bitch is like she's writing i never heard this quote because um you know i don't read the the writings of sociopaths who who admire sociopaths and I mean, that's sickness. It's not something to shape government policy around. This is sick. We is a lime poured over men which sets and hardens to stone and crushes all beneath it. What, what about we the people, asshole? You're, this is a bitch who um, smoked herself into an early grave, well, to cancer, and took socialist security after spending her lifetime um, vilifying people as parasites who are on social security this bitch is talking about we is something that hardens and uh, like stone and crushes all beneath it but there she is living in in our world that other people created you know i was born into a world that people were already living in and they made a lot of things already. I didn't have to come up with it. I didn't have to um, dig my own well. I didn't have to pave my own roads. You know, there was an infrastructure there. There were people who were doing their thing and they were learning and maybe they were coming up with uh, a cure for polio and things like that. I didn't have to do that myself. Like, you know, like, for example, when I went to the doctor and he's like, you got fibromyalgia, bitch. <laughs> we didn't say it like that. Um, I didn't have to come up with the cure. I didn't come up with that, you know, somebody else did. We, we. I, I do certain things. You do the certain things. We together, you know. We work together. Well, we have strengths and weaknesses. Maybe sometimes I can't do something you can. That's how we were created. And that's why this is sick. She's sick. They're sick. 
These are sick people. And of course they want to seize power because they don't care. They want it. It's like a, a drug addict. There's no high ideals. There's no when in the course of human events. They don't, there's nothing, none of that. This is simple greed. All because a con man who is a sociopath can't handle the fact that he was defeated. So now he's going to take this whole goddamn country down with him. And it's not somebody that is in any way, shape, or form um, deserving of praise. It's someone who really should should be, uh, if, if anything, he should he should just be a uh, a reality TV grifter. A disgusting one, but yes. Trump. Well, you know that Trump is like, well, according to the people who worked on The Apprentice, that Trump is incontinent from all his years of taking Adderall. And he often would shit his pants. <laughs> Diaper Don. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, Trump often soiled his pants on The Apprentice. Hmm, let's see. What did he say? It's not for the first time that this is Noel Caster, Kessler who worked on The Apprentice. Uh, he's a comedian. Trump not cleaning himself when changing the Depends is because he wears a hard plastic girdle and he doesn't have the freedom of movement. That's why you see him turn his body from the waist. Oh, that's so true. That's what Noel Caster tweeted. Stating that the hashtag Diaper Dawn is a reality, Kassler, who worked on the Trump show, celebrity apprentice for nearly six years said the president wore well the ex-president of course this is written if you whenever when we were in that hell the, he would often soil himself on set he's incontinent from all the speed all the adderall he does the cocaine <laughs> that he's done for years all that stuff has a laxative effect on your bowels and his are uncontrollable <laughs> Oh, he's a piece of grossness. He's just disgusting all around. And he knows it. That's the other thing. This is, and they know it. So the Republicans have no shame. They're disgusting. And um, they know that Trump is also a disgusting narcissist who isn't worthy of anything but a jail cell. If we were a sane society, that's where he would be. He would be in jail already with for all of his other crimes. I mean, we can go through them from laundering money for the Russian money. His casinos, this is before he, he even dreamed. I don't know. Well, he, this is years before he ran for the president. Hold on. We'll be right back. Oh, holy moly. What? We won't be right back. This is not happening. That That's like a time warp. Guys, this is the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevlin. Keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. And live it. We will win. 
My name is Tara Devlin. We're on the right side of history. Decency, dignity, democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you soon. Holy moly, man. I feel like I, w I went into some kind of warp. That that felt like two seconds to me. That felt like two minutes. And that's the end of the show? What? No, it's not. We have some more time. Oh, thank you, Mark, Uncle Smokey, a super chat on top of your patronage. Mamma mia. Nice to see you. Thank you so much. Where was I? Yeah, I mean, not to really keep beating this dead horse. He's disgusting. Oh, shit. I, I pulled my plug out. Hold on. Don't you hate that? When your plug comes out? Okay. Holy moly. Well, I just want... This is one thing I wanted to talk about, too. Melania. The grift continues... From, this is an article, Melania's 2022 resolution is grift like there's no tomorrow. The former first lady is again asking people to give her money. This is Bess Levin wrote this. From, I don't remember where, I think it was from the Daily Beast. When Trump announced, well, excuse me, when Melania Trump announced last month that she was getting into NFT business, which, to me, I don't understand it yet. I don't really have my mind around why certain digital things. I don't understand it, really. I have to do more research. It doesn't seem... I don't really know why people are getting money for something, some digital meme or something. I don't know. It doesn't... I don't get it. I want to do it, but I don't get it. So I would like to do it. And I'll make some memes. All right. Starting with a digital watercolor of her eyes and then expanding her offerings to include other non-fungible tokens for sale as a one-of-a-kind uh, one auction of historical importance. Ours and many people's initial response was, what? When had the former first lady ever expressed an iota of interest in blockchain technology. This is a grift. That's it. She s sees an opportunity to make some quick money from dupes with no work. That's the Trump business model. Put some pictures of my, my eyes up. Of course, we quickly realized the whole thing made perfect sense. It was another classic Trump grift. For one thing, as The Independent wrote, it was and remains unclear exactly what value investors in the NFT are getting for their money. For another, well, isn't that always the exchange when it comes to Republicans? You, they invest in it. What do you get back? Nothing. You get a box of rocks 
if that. <clears throat> For another, th through a press release, noted that a portion of the proceeds from the sale would assist children aging out of the foster care system by way of economic empowerment and with expanded access to resources needed to excel in the field of computer science and technology. This is her press release. Melania and company did not say exactly how big the, that portion will be, uh, you know, the, the, what, the portion she's supposedly giving to, to the plebs. That's like what Donald Trump Jr. does, too, when he does his cameo. He 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 got um, mocked mercilessly for doing those cameo videos, and we watched them, and <laughs> we were you know making fun of them because they he's an asshole who sucks a hor he's a horrible person and that's the thing that's why he's suffering you could see he's suffering I can see it because I I'm I'm in recovery I could see his disease he and he well I wouldn't care I wouldn't. I wouldn't help him. <laughs> I will reach out to help him. Fuck, uh, fuck him. He doesn't have the integrity. He doesn't have the courage to get the help he needs. He's too busy trying to please daddy. So when when he got on Cameo to... I mean, really, that's... It's pathetic. What billionaire does... Happy birthday, Brenda! Happy birthday! Have, hey, this is Donald Trump Jr. here. Hey, uh, great. I, I heard you're a real MAGA. You're a real MAGA moron. Happy birthday. Happy Sweet 16. This is the former this is president's son. Such an embarrassment. Imagine, if you will, um... The Obama kids. Imagine them going on cameo. What would the right wing do? That's the thing. They're they're just so full of shit. It's enough already. Enough. I hope we've had enough. I hope Joe Biden has had enough. I want to see angry Biden every day. Calling out that effing grifter and his party. Because that's what's needed. The bully pulpit of the presidency holds power. FDR knew it and used it. That's what the fire, fireside chats were all about. Joe Biden has to do the same, I believe. And um, do something about mansion and cinema. Because if this republic falls for good, I know we're, we're a backsliding democracy... But if this thing goes the way of many republics before, it's isn't it? It makes it worse. It's like salt in the wound that it's being brought down by by such disgusting people. Just horrible people all around, and it's amazing to me. What are they learning from? What do they get from? being so uh, obsequious to a bunch of grifters. Well, what they get is what they've always wanted. Access to money and power and the grift. That's, all, that's the only thing it's about for them. 
forget um you know when you you hear it makes me laugh when you hear ted cruz go talk about the federalist papers they're fixing the facts around the policy pretending they're so well versed in constitution this is unconstitutional i'm so sick of that these filthy bastards unconstitutional everything's unconstitutional that helps the american people but i pointed out that's what drives me insane in general on the corporate media when they allow these these assholes to throw shit out there without context or clarity and explaining themselves. This is unconstitutional. Show us. Show us how. Where? How? How is it unconstitutional? It's, so, it's lazy. That's it. They. That's who they are. And they want to... Get that out there. Just put it out into the public sp- sphere so people just start repeating it. Oh, it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. Oh, universal health. Unconstitutional. Your health, your problem. Which is, that drives me crazy. And it goes to show that we need universal health because this is all, this is what has to happen if we want a functioning democracy. We have to get money out of politics. That's the root of all evil. We have to re-regulate the media. We have to, well, to ensure that the filthy fascist elite who are in process of a coup, helping these pricks carry out their coup, that they don't get to own the message because it's about democracy. It's not about fairness. That's great. That's part of it. But it really is about making sure democracy lasts. When they start kicking out the kicking the legs out from under democracy, we got to call it out. Like when they like I was saying when they attack schools, when they go government schools, we say this is you're attacking the pillars of democracy. But, Public schools are part of the pillars of democracy. We can't have a functioning democracy without public school and a common story. We have to teach the youth about what we're doing here, what this thing is, not just um, the bullshit caricature that Republicans want to teach about how great everything is. These fucking assholes. What are you doing? It's all about destroying the country. They know. What, what, if you educate, you're not educating people. They want, they want all their kids homeschooled because they don't want to have a common story. That's it. That's it. You have to teach the, the actual history of this country. You want to have a functioning country? And then we have to confront our racist divisions. And you know how we do it? We put e pluribus unum into action. That has to be our action plan. And that's how the Democrats have to, they have to market it that way. We are building the infrastructure of democracy. That's what it's about. Universal health care is part of the infrastructure of democracy. We're in this together. We don't leave anybody behind. It's needed. We have to unify. It can't be, um, um, if you're, I don't know, if you're really poor, we'll give you Medicaid, 
and if you are part of the working poor, that's too much. You're you have maxed out, and now you can't. You don't qualify for for health care. You have to go on the exchange and pay the full fare. Some people, right? And it's unaffordable in a country where the majority can't save $400. Living, and people are living check to check. That's the other thing. The American people are so deluded thinking that living check to check is somehow, that's freedom? You're, you're not in the middle class if you're living check to check. But 80% of the American people are living check to check. And that's just a, an example of how much the Republicans, the conservatives of both parties, have been successful in their dismantling of this thing. Anyway. Uh, so, yes, how we fix it is we take money out of politics. Then we, we promote the general welfare and put e pluribusunum into action. So when even that, this is the thing that drives me crazy. When Democrats, when they're when the arguments about universal health care, um, and you have some Democrats like Tim Ryan going that um, we don't want the unions to lose their health care because oh we're going to take from them by giving something by ensuring everyone has health care. It's just so divisive he's divisive that that is then we have to get to the point where a democrat is embarrassed to say something like that because it seems to me that they just don't get it it's um it's it's a mentality of i got mine and i don't care about you i don't care about my fellow americans that they're needlessly dying without health care it's just disgusting 35,000 Americans dying each year without health care um, because, well, needlessly, with things that can be cured. And they don't go to a doctor because they can't afford it. And they are put to death, basically, by the insurance racket. It's so vile. And I also saw another, I saw a story on the corporate media, and this is something that drives me crazy. The way the corporate media frames it, they were talking about a kid, some kid who had an accident and needed a prosthetic, like a leg, arm, I don't remember. And of course, the community got together and they did a GoFundMe and and then it was some company, some some company that sucks probably and is looking for some publicity gave the kid or, or ensured the kid that um, they could get a prosthetic as they grow because kids grow and the prosthetic has to be adjusted so you know like kids they sprout they grow quickly and um, you know that's not it's expensive these prosthetic legs and whatnot. But in other countries, they don't have that problem. You don't have to go on GoFundMe. You don't have to make a, a um, heartfelt video. Like you're on, everybody's on Queen for a day trying to convince people of their sad story. Or maybe you can, 
just make the lighting right, put, shed a tear, put some sad music, help. It's really gross. This is what we have to do when we're sick. Oh, um, I'm sorry, you, um, you have cancer. Oh, great. Now, now, let me hire a production crew to do my GoFundMe video. Which, it's disgust. that in itself is disgusting. It's not a good news story. It should be reported that the insurance racket is a, is a not unnecessary, is a disgusting racket that we don't need. It's, it kills people. It's expensive. It's... It's horrible. It's the worst. It gives us the worst. I mean, it's not even like we're getting the best. We pay double than every other country. <laughs> and uh, we get worse. We are measurably worse. But we know. You know what the Republicans do. They go, we got the best health care on earth. It's the best. Yeah, it's the best if you're rich. You get everything you want. It's the best for them because... It's part of the racket, and they get, they get their legal bribes, you know, and everybody's happy except the people who needlessly die and all their loved ones that suffer. We, that's the problem here in the United States of serfs and lords. We're, we're all suffering from PTSD, I believe, especially now after this goddamn pandemic. And the worst part is, is this is how divided we are. This could have been another opportunity to unify, you know, like we're in this together, but the Republicans can't afford to let that happen. They really can't. They know that they need to keep the divisions go stoked and hot and fresh and everybody like picking at those scabs. Huh. That's the way it is, right? Like after World War Two, when that's when England <laughs> got universal health care because they had just come through the war and it and people were unified. They imagine living through the blitz. Get and it's once they survived. And I remember seeing some some um, old film. Um, some of the reels, the movie reels about from England about how we won the war, we got through the war together. Now we are going to ensure that all of us are are healthy and have access to health care. And yeah, because they were unified. <clears throat> you can't do it if you don't give a shit. If you're living in a country where you think that. The, the your people who are liberal are evil. How long have we been enduring that bullshit? The while the Democrats pine for Republicans to take back their party because they're a great party that's done so much bullshit for the country, but of course we don't have a single example. No, instead, you know. <clears throat> We get, what do we get? Nothing. I mean, it is ridiculous. All right. Look at that. Haiku says, I only paid 
$1,700 for a $5,000 colonoscopy on a no-insurance discount. $1,700? That's it, right? It's ridiculous. And then healthcare, right? There's, uh, you want to get um, Obamacare or whatever they call it? This is the thing that annoys me, too. My sister, I was talking to my sister. She's like, you got Obamacare? I was like, you fucking have Obamacare. We all do, you asshole. I'm so sick of that shit. I said, again. I'm like, that's why I'm hoarse, I guess. Constantly having to correct these assholes and my own family, too. Like, Obamacare is nothing but regulation for the insurance racket. You have fucking Obamacare. We all do, asshole. It's just regulation. So this sick, greed-centered cesspool of the insurance racket can't kick you off when you're sick, like they used to do and want to do again, Um, that, that they can't deny you care or... They don't, you know, um, they don't have that pre-existing condition bullshit. They have to, they have to cover prescriptions, which wasn't a thing. They have to cover basic care, checkups, regular routine, shit like that. That's Obamacare. These fucking idiots. And the Republicans, they, they do, they do it. They don't want people to know. They call it Obamacare. Like, it's a thing. Everybody's on Obamacare, as if the insurance racket always um, didn't deny you for pre-existing conditions, as if they always didn't kick you off when you were sick. You know what I mean? If the filthy racket was effective, we wouldn't need we wouldn't need Obamacare. But it sucks. I I just think that. It's um, it's part of uh, us, too. Like, how much do we hate ourselves? We've really been turned into, uh, into learned helplessness victims where we accept this shit and, and the assholes pine for it. They, they go to town halls and scream in your face if you try to make it better. They're, such, they're so sick. It's time to embrace the truth. I mean, we we were able to do that. Let's get to let's just get past this pretending that the Republican Party has any redeeming value left. They don't. Now, of course, somebody said to me, "We need we need political parties. We can't just have one party." First of all, we shouldn't even have parties. That's not the way it was supposed to be. That's actually not how the founders set it up. And they, they warned about it, uh, against creating factions. But, of course, you know, people are people. That's why a republic, if you can keep it. Ooh, brother. Right? It's really, really sick. But here's just one, here's an aside. The Capitol rioter who stole Nancy Pelosi's sign is accused of killing a mother of two in a drunk driving crash. Oh, well. Uh Uh-oh. 
that's just an aside. Anyway, here, this is an article I found from the Gainesville Times. From, this is written on January 4, posted January 4th. I'm prone to using musical metaphors, but as we approach the one-year anniversary of the horrific attacks on our capital, I wonder if our democracy is slip, slip, sliding away. It was a horrific scene, an angry mob, many carrying Trump flags and even Confederate flags, smashed their way into the building, five people were killed, scenes showed some very scary looking people at the podium in the Senate and inside the congressional offices, not to mention the defecation in the halls. Aren't they classy? Representative Andrew Clyde, however, likened it to a normal tourist visit. Oh, yeah. Because uh, that's fascism. Because he's a liar, he's a fascist, right? A normal tourist visit. Damn it. My videos. What the hell? Then President Trump's. Here. Put that on. That's your normal Taurus visit. Clyde represents Georgia, the ninth district. However, due to redistricting, he now officially lives in the tenth. But now he vows to run again. Okay, whatever. Then there's Butch Miller. He holds the distinction of being the only elected representative my entire life that has never in any way acknowledged communications from me. Nothing. This is, that's a Republican thing. They don't give a shit about their constituents. So this, this person is writing that he contacts his representative, but he never gets a response. Because they don't give a shit. They never... That's why they have no platform. They're not in it for you. They're in it for them and the power. And the access and the money and the, and the porn stars and the bitches and the, and the ability to say, don't you know who I am? Plebs. That's it. Because they're so inadequate they understand that they know inherently how inadequate they are so they have to, uh, to for themselves drag us all down or and also rig the game so they don't have to work you want to talk about takers that's matt getz that's marjorie tuto's Margie Q. That's Tucker Carlson. Imagine being a, a, a friggin' chicken boy heir. All those murdered chickens. And, uh, and this is what you do? You're living in the ivory tower. This, this pasty-faced, pudgy white boy that brings nothing to the table. In fact, worse than nothing. If they brought nothing, it would be an improvement. But they, they're bringing worse. Where is it? Along with the running for lieutenant governor, he also wants to eliminate drop-off ballot boxes. He says it will make voting more fair, supposedly to restore Georgians' faith in our election system. Uh, you see the circular logic? 
they're full of shit. They're they foment the the doubt, and then they say, "Hey, there's doubt. People doubt." Eliminating a way to vote does nothing to restore my faith, Butch. But obviously, you have no interest in least at least in this constituent's opinions. Democracy seems headed for death by a thousand cuts. A lot of folks who supposedly work for us doing the cutting. Sadly, we the people are letting this happen. It's time for us to step up and remind those we elected who they work for. That's what this guy Brian Olson says. It's time to do, I think, more than that. Um, we got to get tough unapologetic that's why um we do the show as unapologetic liberal talk you don't have to apologize for being correct for being capable of functioning in democracy the fact is we didn't get here overnight the republicans have been at this for a long time including dick cheney including liz cheney all of them war criminals. I mean, there's no accountability. Not only is was Dick Cheney a illegitimate vice president from the fact that he, he was appointed by the Supreme Court. His daddy's Supreme Court. I mean, it's just the corruption is so blatant. And, um, yeah. We've been at it a long time, but all along the way, there's been denial. And I got to say, you know, Republican, I mean, um, Republican, Obama. <laughs> I don't know why. I think of Republicans and Obama in the same sentence. Because he was a Republican, <laughs> really, effectively. His policies, he got a lot of Republican policies passed, that's for sure. Like this this and Obamacare, which is like, that's why it sucks. That's why it's expensive. They didn't, they passed this shit that gave the insurance racket um, a cor they cornered the market on, they gave them a lot of people for a lot of people to pay policy, I mean, pay their premiums, but they didn't put any anything in there that would I don't know, lower the price, competition, set the price for something, you know? You could have said that. I don't know. I guess not, though. But that was Obama. He was really ridiculous. Trying to, trying to convince, I mean, I think he really believed that. He believed that he could win the Republicans over. He Because... I mean, if I want to do a psych one-on-one analysis, he, because of his, the fact that he was raised by a, a white single mom and his mother was white and he, he was able to straddle many worlds. And he often talked about that because he could, he was equally comfortable giving speeches and uh, he would say in uh, pro housing projects to boardrooms. He could, he can go in all those worlds and relate. And I really believe because of his, he always, he saw himself as a unifier. And he, and you could go and look for 
him actually saying things like this because he really believed that he could break the spell of fascism. Of course, he didn't call it fascism at the time, but that he even said that the fever will break. And it wasn't until his second term that he started with these with executive orders. He it just seemed that he came to, to understand that these Republicans, they're they're disgusting, but disgusting really. They they would never. They're not working with him because the fact is they don't want to work with you. It's about power. They want power so they can destroy the democracy. They can undermine the pillars of democracy. They can, you know, gerrymander their districts. They can ensure that nobody can take them take them and uh, vote them out of office. They're so gerrymandered. That's like, that is why... What's his name? Jim Jordan. His district is gerrymandered to uh, just to be ridiculous, really. How how filthy is that? You can I could be living next door to somebody, and they're in a different district. That's what these pricks have done. They have corrupted this country almost to to death. I got to ask, how much longer are we going to take it? I know that I'm not backing down. I'm not going to let democracy or the chance of it slip by because of filthy fascists like Trump and Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon and all of these horrible people. Kellyanne Conway I mean they they should all be in um, group therapy not in the halls of power they need help they're sick and we we have to unapologetically I really wish the people the Democrats would listen to this show and get some branding (laughs) get some ways to, to to promote the democratic agenda and that's the small d democratic agenda without without a free press that is free not just from government interference but from corporate interference from that to really what are we doing here what's the purpose of government is it to make the rich richer that's all or is it to promote the general welfare because if you don't have a general welfare that's the majority of people are economically vibrant, upwardly mobile, engaged, they, that's, the, that's the promises of democracy. That's why the founders rebelled against the intergenerational aristocracy and monarchy. Not to create uh, a system of selfishness that they had just escaped of of greed you know and i know i'm well aware of the hypocrisies i know there's only a minute left in the show so <clears throat> oops i just dropped my water once again i got to thank you all for hanging out Yep, Mark C says the Dems went for the big money once they started losing elections in the 80s. That's it. And it was really, uh, on some level, you can't 
blame them because they were playing the politics of the day. And it did seem like, you know, Reagan won in a landslide twice. So they seemed, okay, well, that's what the people want. Let's um, give them some fascism, wrap it up in bullshit. And here we are. Ugh. All right, my name is Tara Devlin. Guys, thanks for hanging out. We will win. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the real liberal media going and growing and hanging out. Hang out with us in the chat room. We will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Whoa. All right, let me see. What's going on? I got to fix that. <laughs> I know every week I say that. I don't know how that happened. It's so weird. How the the theme music got cut off there. It doesn't. It's not like that. I don't know how it did that. That's not how it started. It just, I didn't touch it. It's like it broke itself. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, thank you, Winston. Winston says, awesome show. That's great. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed it. I Well, I enjoy hanging out, you know, and talking about this and also getting the word out. I feel like even though, I mean, we're small and we do, I don't know, we're doing something, right? People need to get the message. A lot of people are just overworked and they're not paying attention. Your head's down and you can't, you're just trying to get through the day. But that's why I'm here. And you can listen. And I'm, I'm going to, we're going to talk about <laughs> having a democracy and what that is, what that entails, what we're supposed to do, what part do we play? Cat time? Hmm. Jim asks. Well, let me put, let me get Ray. He is such a good boy. Look at him. Hi, Ray Ray. You sleepy. All right, I'll put him down. Good boy. And also, I have good news. I don't know if I told you that, um, uh, you know, I do volunteer work for New York City Feral Cat Initiative. And wait, wait, wait. This is episode 273, not 173? Oh, I messed it up. Oh, that's weird. Oh, thank you, Haiku. I'll fix it. And uh, oh, so, okay. I, so I do volunteer work for New York City Feral Cat. To We do TNR, you know, Trap, Neuter, Return and also take care of some community cats and got a call uh, somebody had found a, somebody dumped a kitten at a construction site it's i hate that so disgusting and this and this the, it was definitely a dump all of the sudden it's because people see that there are community cats and then they dump them so that so somebody will say oh so i can just dump my cat here okay here you lived 
in my house now okay take to the streets go run be free or it's more like they don't want to deal and somebody dropped a kitten there and we we took a couple of days but we got him trapped him and no it's not another cat I don't have another cat <laughs> this is the limit for now I can't I can't I live in a one bedroom it's tight enough oh my god I think three's the limit but so they so this poor kitten was dumped and we tried to catch him and finally we were successful I mean, it was hard because the first day that I set the trap and everything was set right and he went in it and he started eating but he was so small that he didn't trigger the trap he he was standing right on it just chowing down and he was just too small and weighed practically nothing so another day I went back we were finally successful and the point of the story is he has a home now and it's very nice let me show you hold on and I, it's it's good I, I for him of course but it also makes me sad because I really wish every, all of them could be as lucky you know to be helped and finally get a home I'm trying to find a picture of him I got a bunch of them but where the heck is it mm -mm. well he's he's a black cat so it's a little hard to see him here but there he is in his new home <laughs> look at his face let me see if I can focus it. He's saying, hello. <laughs> it's cute. I want to show you the, the picture when we trapped him. If I can find it, damn it. Oh, poor baby. Do, do, do. I should play a video while I'm looking. Why can't I find this? Anyway. Whoops. As soon as the show's over. As soon as I sign out, I'll find it. But I just wanted to show that. Because it was such a pathetic picture. It was really sad. Anyway. he. I'll find it. I'll show you another day. Because he was in the... It was a picture of his first picture that we took of him. He's in the trap. And, oh, here's another picture. And here he is with his new mama. <laughs> Little face. Cute. A cute face. What can you say? They have cute faces, you know. I like them. What can you say? Oh, here it is. Here's that picture. Look, this is when we first got him. Just sad, right? He's dirty, disheveled. Scared, confused, but he doesn't know right there that his fortunes have changed. My only, the only, it's it's bittersweet because you really want to help them all. 
Oh boy. All right, what are we saying in the chat? I'd rather look at cats than crews. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. If this were a functioning democratic republic, we'd be doing a cat show. That's what we do. We'd hang out. We talk about cats, maybe, or just animals. Oh, thank you, JD, for your super chat. Hello, people. Better late than never. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> I was taking attendance, so. You, all right. Yeah, I'll forgive you this time. All right, so let's, let me remind you guys that if you haven't heard, there's no show tomorrow. This is the Tower Buster that's going to be on Progressive Voices. And um, for the foreseeable future, we'll be meeting on Fridays. Okay, and then we'll do a show. I will do a show during the week. And that's and, and and many more. I'm trying to do other things too, but I don't have. This is like the time. My everything is. That's why I have fibromyalgia. You know, because <laughs> it's stressful. I'm fucking stressed. When I looked at the symptoms, I mean, I was experiencing them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Let me see fiber. Fibromyalgia. What? Look at that. Accompanied by fatigue, altered sleep, memory, and mood. That's me, in a nutshell. Widespread muscle pain and tenderness. Mm-hmm. And look at the, the, the cure or the whatever it is. Medications, talk therapy, and stress reduction. So... It doesn't shock me that I'm stressed and now, and, and it's real, like, cause that's what happened. I started feeling pain all over and like I had worked out really hard and just got sore muscles. That's what it felt like. And it was very concerning. I didn't know what the hell was wrong. I thought maybe I was like, do I have fucking bone cancer or something? What's going on? But I am stressed. It's very stressful. To be an American, you wake up, you're like, even going to the doctor, it's like, okay, if I'm sick, if I have a serious illness, I mean, this is a problem. Everything's going to go to that. You can't save money. That's why you can't save. You can't, you know, save for a rainy day because everybody's bleeding you. Your money or your life. Half the time, right? It's stressful. And thinking about it, it just gets to you, you know? But I'm glad. Oh, and I also have high blood pressure. <laughs> Not that high. But high enough. I had high blood. My, my whole family had it. So my father had it. My, my mother had it. I guess it runs in my family, but I got to be careful. So I'm glad I know these things. So now I can say, oh, I'm not crazy. It's real. And I can get some, maybe some relief. I do feel a little better with that medication he gave me. So I do. I actually do. Can you believe it? Yep. Stress. Pookie's mama Irene says stress definitely flares it up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even know. I didn't know what was happening. It was very upsetting and concerning 
first day when I, I woke up one day and I got out of bed and I was like, what the fuck? Like my spine was sore in a way that I had never felt before. I was like, oh, this is an unusual pain. And then it was like all over my body. It's not good. <sighs> yes. Greg says, I have the exact same two things too. Plus diabetes. Mm. That's a that's another thing. I don't have that. He didn't say that. But that's very common. In this goddamn goddamn uh, country. It's sad. We have so much potential. All right. Listen up, my friends. I'm gonna go lay down now and I'm going to put the, I'll put the podcast on, um, not tonight, I'll put it on tomorrow. So everything will be the same as far as when it's published, except we'll be doing the recording on Fridays. Okay, guys? It shouldn't be that big a deal. Hopefully not for now. <sighs> All right, friends. Thanks so much. Yes, Pookie's mama, Irene says, that's good, Tara. I'm glad you sought help. I did. I was, I really, it's not good that I waited as long as I did. It wasn't good. And the doctor, you know, he said it. But what are you going to do? This is America. I haven't been to the doctor, like I said, since the last time I couldn't help but go to the doctor when I had the flu. You know, you wake up and you have 104 fever. It's like, okay, what do I do? I need help. Why didn't I just pull myself up by my bootstraps? Fucking bastards. All right. Wow. It's so... I can't. I can't. I can't start. <laughs> These bastards. All right. What, if, what should I watch? Anybody watching any good TV shows or, that they can recommend? You know what I was watching? I wish I I really wish they just put all of the episodes on now that um well now that you can binge things doesn't it feel annoying when you have to wait a week <laughs> but I was watching a show it's called 1883 I thought it was I thought it was pretty good I like shows that are his, history his, historical I really if things that are set in the present day I, I, you know, they're good too, but I like things like with the costumes. And I feel, I like to imagine what it was like living in those times. And then I think about us and our time and think about the future, what it's going to be like when they look back on us and we're going to be the olden days, right? But we uh, think about this, though. It's true. We are living in interesting times. And we have... That means we have to... We have more will be revealed, as they say in the rooms, as we say in the rooms. <laughs> more will be revealed, but more will be required. Mm. Oh, wow. Pookie's Mama Irene. Yep, I have lupus. And what's this jars? I don't even, I can't pronounce that. That's the other thing he said that it could be for me, but then I didn't have it. It was this other thing. <laughs> he said it could be lupus. Mm. 
Yes, and then I have I have to get a mammogram next week and a colonoscopy. <laughs> I'll t I'll share all about it. You know me, I'm like an open book. All right. <laughs> listen up, listen up, man. All right, listen. I I feel bad. I I'm gonna miss you guys tomorrow. But I will see you very soon. All right. Like I said, we will win because we're on the right side of history. Definitely. We're on the right side of reality. And let's see. Jabba Monkey says, I like historical dramas and mysteries too. Escapism in small doses. Yes, it's good for stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. It does. Also, that's the other thing. Then you can kind of forget about this time, right? <laughs> For a bit. But we will win. We're on the right side of history. Yes. Yes, Robin, I see you. Take care of those little annoyances just in case. Mm-hmm. We're on the right side of history. And guys, remember, we have a Discord page. So we c if it's in the link in the description. So you can keep the conversation going there. And I will be there too. And all, you know, that's like round the clock. 24-7. You can, we can connect, okay? I might not be there all the time, but I, I do get notifications and feel, please feel free to hang out and post and share if you're having a problem or want to reach out okay really that's what we're here for all right my friends like i said we will win we're on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. That's why we don't apologize for being right. And we stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. You know it. And I'll see you, I'll see you soon. All right, my friends? I'll see you soon.